Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast all about getting people to open up about their mental health and have a waffle about how they're feeling. I thought I'd start the podcast with telling you a little bit about my journey and how I got to this point. Around three years ago, my mom nearly died following an operation that went wrong. It was a routine operation, she had a slip disc and I didn't realize just how common they actually were. So with that, there came a lot of turmoil I think is probably the word to use. I've always been really close to my mom and our home life it was always me, my mom and my sister. So when this happened and my mom came home after the operation she was a little bit all over the place. Like there were certain points that she didn't really know who we were and she was just quite visibly in a lot of pain. I thought she was overdosing on her medication so I got in contact with the doctor just to try and find out what was going on. What was actually happening once the doctor came out to see her was the spinal fluid was leaking and had actually become infected so I got my mum to hospital. 
when we got there they told me that it was you know quite a normal thing to happen and they just needed to drain the fluid and there shouldn't be any other thing to kind of go wrong so I left the hospital around 12 like around midnight to come home because my sister was actually starting her GCSEs the following day so yeah I got home thinking yeah my mum's going to be okay got my sister up in the morning sent her off to start her exams and I got a phone call from the hospital to say Taylor you need to get to the hospital as we need to make a decision in regards to your mum's brain me being me I was very much like no it's a back and they're like no Taylor it's a brain like you need to get here now so when I got there I can only describe that as walking into some kind of like medical drama and they were saying things to me like brain damage brain dead and you know now looking back it was very much like an outer body experience it was like I was hearing them what they were saying but I couldn't quite take it in and it was me and my nan kind of sat there and I remember like just watching my nan in absolute bits obviously he this surgeon was saying this about her daughter but I wasn't taking it in I was and again for me it was my kind of protectiveness kicked in as like I was there for my nan and then what followed was just a series of <laughs> I've never related to the series of unfortunate events and I sometimes like when I watch that film back I'm like oh my god that's a walk in the park <laughs> compared to what this journey was but yeah mum was then taken and put into a medically induced coma and part of her skull was removed to allow the swelling because what had actually happened whilst they were kind of draining the fluid the, it had travelled up her spine which then caused a blockage which then led to the brain like dropping slightly and basically starved the brain of oxygen so then it was yeah basically about two three weeks of being in intensive care of mum not showing any kind of signs of life and my thought process throughout that whole thing was I just need to make sure everything is okay for my little sister you know she was smack bang in the middle of her GCSEs and god bless her like she still went every day to do what she needed to do and to her, her strength is one of the reasons why I'm still here and even my mum's it just keeps me going on a daily basis there came a time when they said to me they sat us down and was like okay there's there's no real signs of you know any kind of response so at this point we're going to turn the life support machine off and kind of hearing those words like you have those kind of conversations I think when you know you're watching things and like oh if I'm ever in that situation like you know turn the life support machine off this that and the other and it's like it's quite candid but then you realise how serious that is when you're actually being asked those conversations and questions so then it got to a point where I was petrified I was about to lose my mum I was trying to stay strong for my little sister who again I went into full protective mode and I remember having a conversation with 
the surgeon to say I'm practically begging him in this corridor to uh, keep like the life support machine on and I just wanted my sister to get through her exams to get the, like the best possible chance that she had like if this was going to happen and it was going to go the way I was thinking it was going to go I just want my sister to have the best possible chance of being successful I know, I know, I know you know success isn't defined by exams but you know she was very young and I just wanted her to have the best possible start to life basically so the doctor agreed and he was like okay but I'm going to keep the life support machine out I want the date and time of your sister's last exam but after that there is nothing more we can do so I sent it over and what had actually happened in that time when the time came and they eventually turned the life support machine off my mum started breathing by herself she started to show little signs of life and I don't know, like now looking back, I don't know whether that was like just pure coincidence. But if it wasn't for my sister going through her GCSEs or my kind of protectiveness, I I don't know. This this whole situation could have a very, very different outcome. What happened next was just again and <laughs> just another chapter in a series of unfortunate events. Like mom was moved to a ward and we were spending up to around 12 hours a day like by her bedside just asking her to like squeeze my hand and I've, I look back at some of the videos now and just to see how far we've come but just to kind of realize like how much hard work went into this also during this time we had a lot of I can I don't even want to say like we had a lot of backlash like I felt like I was constantly attacked for doing something that I'd always done and that was to protect my mum and my sister. I feel like a lot of people try to can take control of a situation and I think you find it quite a lot, you know when someone passes away or you know something bad happens, every man and his dog tries to get involved like I know this person, like oh this person, which in a way it's a nice thing but in this scenario you've got the doctors and physios and you know surgeons telling me like you know like your mom's like overstimulated she's having too many visitors so I did what I thought was the right thing to do and I you know I had the chat with my brother I had the chat with my sister and my family members and said like I'm gonna have to like limit visiting what had happened on the back of that from doing something that i thought was the right thing to do to protect my mom and to give her the best possible chance I was never expecting the backlash I had messages branding me as evil saying I was you know basically scum I had threats I felt so on my own like all I've ever known is to protect my mom and my sister do right you know by them to make things better for them so then not only was I you know on the verge of losing my mom trying to keep everything going I was also then questioning the past like 10-15 years of my life because was I doing the wrong thing am I wrong am I a bad person for doing what was right by my mom and my sister 
and it was tough it was really tough and it just carried on it just kept going it was the text messages the phone calls the voicemails and just the constant threat of just feeling unsafe and you know it got to a stage where my little sister was that she felt that unsafe she didn't even go and see my mum for probably about two weeks because she was scared of who she was going to bump into in the hospital what these people were going to say to her and you know we've always been in this little bubble of you know just me and my mum and my sister and then to have all this backlash at a time when you know we didn't even know what day of the week it was sometimes you know we didn't know what situation we were walking into the hospital whether we were going to be like bumping into these people or you know even worse like if our mum was even going to make it to the end of the day but now looking back at it I was so scared not only for myself like but for my mum and for my sister that these people who were supposed to be my support network they were supposed to be the people I looked up to kind of turn on me and I can't tell you how alone I felt and this continued on for like years and you know I'm so proud because my mum has gone from strength to strength you know she's now in a rehabilitation home and just inside of Leamington having extensive rehab trying to learn how to you know to talk again you know to use her hands and it's those kind of like dark places that I look back now like questioning myself like am I doing the right thing and now I can hold my head up high and be like I did the right thing I did the right thing by my mum because now she's still here with us if it weren't for my kind of like perseverance and I know this sounds very cocky and I don't mean for it to because I'm not the most overly confident of people but I stuck to my guns and I did what was right by my mum and my sister even like look back even there was you know there was people making comments of like you know you Gemma shouldn't be living with you like you know she needs to be a proper in a proper stable family home but like you know along with a lot of other kind of comments and the day this all turned around to me and it was a massive confidence boost was the day my sister picked up her GCSE results. We were going to Reading Festival as a just as a break, just to get her, you know, away, just to let off some steam. And I remember she came to the car with her results and she was like, I've done all right. I was like, Oh God, so <laughs> this is either gonna go one way, we're either gonna be having a few drinks this weekend to kind of forget, or we're having a few drinks here to celebrate when she read out her results and it was A star, A star, A, 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 B and I was like, oh my god, like, we've done it like it wasn't like she did that all by herself like she got herself up and she went to those exams but it just made, again, me realise that sticking to your guns and, you know, doing what's right by you and your family you know everyone is always going to have a, an opinion but that to me was the biggest kind of fuck you I think we needed because they all doubted us they all had their opinions and when my sister opened those results I cannot tell you it was one of the proudest moments of my life I mean she did all the hard work she did it all but it was just that reassurance I think I needed to be like yeah okay 
we've got this, we can do this now. Fast forward a few years and mom is still going, you know, incredibly strong. Don't get me wrong, we still have our bad days and mom gets rushed to hospital, you know, at least two, three times a year and we're back in that same kind of scenario of, you know, is she going to make it? You know, the, those little rooms and the doctor's telling us like, yeah this is it now there's not a lot more we can do and she pulls through every single time she is the most strongest resilient remarkable woman i just have the absolute pleasure of calling mom and to fair i have incredibly strong women around me and i'm so glad that i was raised by them because it's just given me every tool i think i needed to kind of get through this but what started this whole kind of podcast journey, if you like, we were in um, hospital again. Mum had aspirated pneumonia and she told us, well, no, she didn't tell us. The doctor told us that, you know, there's nothing more they can really do. Mum wasn't responding. And I don't know why it felt differently this time around, but it got to a stage where I'd hit a wall. I was exhausted trying to keep myself going, my sister going, the family home going, you know, my career going, as well as, you know, a social life and all these things that we kind of put pressure on ourselves in an, if you're in a normal kind of situation. But I just hit a wall and it got to a stage where I couldn't do it anymore. I had thoughts running through my head that I never had had before. And I just didn't want to continue living my life the way it was being lived. I was scared, I was vulnerable, and I was just at rock bottom. And humor is my biggest thing. It's you know, it's my biggest coping mechanism. Like I will find a joke. I'm I'm the person that you shouldn't sit next to at a funeral because, you know, I I'm I just I just want people to be happy. I want what's best for people. And I just didn't have that in me anymore. And it was actually my sister and my best mate that noticed it and I kind of got sat down and following on a conversation that I had with them I just said like I can't do this anymore like I'm, I'm I've just got nothing left to give and for the first time ever like hearing those words out loud like I'd felt like a weight had been lifted and to get that kind of support back to say like you're gonna be all right this is what we're going to do like a plan, a plan was put in place that we can you know we'll get the help that you need and it just felt so nice for once to not feel like I had to be in control like I had to be the one that had to fix it like I've done so much for so many different people that I've just ran myself down to the ground and kind of just lost who I was and you know what made me happy and to kind of hear those words back to me saying like yeah you're going to be okay but we just need to kind of get you the help that we needed and so I went to therapy and I was so lucky to get the therapy therapist that I had like she was remarkable like she was aware of the situation anyway her name's Emma and I she changed my life like she gave me a few tools like she was able to work back to a few things of like just why I was thinking a certain way and why I behaved a certain way but I was only able to have four sessions before the pandemic hit 
and before my last one you know my head was still a little bit full so I ended up going away for a few days with my auntie who is like a second mom to me and I sat down and had a conversation and I just said like I think I'm ready to talk like I'm ready to open up about all this you know I don't want other people bottling things up and going through this without the support or the right kind of you know coping mechanisms like what I want to be that person that I needed and I've always loved podcasts I've always loved music it's you know it's my biggest coping mechanism she said just do it just go for it like what have you got to lose like just if that's what you want to do just do it get out of your comfort zone and go for it so I started the waffle shop podcast and I can honestly say it was the best decision of my life that first kind of time of me opening up and speaking about how I was feeling was the biggest weight off my shoulders and this is now the driving force behind it all and I want others to realize that regardless of your mental health or physical health like it doesn't define who you are we all have our struggles you know life is incredibly hard you know it doesn't matter from what walk of life you are from but you are not defined by any mental or physical challenge you know my mom is in the most vulnerable position and she still wakes up every day with a smile on her face and she is the biggest inspiration as is my younger sister like they have championed this whole kind of journey and I wouldn't be sat here without them but I just want you to know that what you're feeling whether it is anxiety whether it is you know depression or whatever it might be they're normal natural emotions you know you don't beat yourself up for being happy you know and you should not be feeling it if you are anxious or depressed but I promise you now opening up reaching out for help it doesn't make you weak in fact it makes you strong so yeah probably waffled on a little bit too much but but that is why the waffle shop started and I can't wait to see where this journey takes us and the people that I'm going to connect with but yeah so thank you for listening and if you ever need someone to talk to or someone to waffle with my dms are always open ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.